everybody. My name is Andrew. And back from the dead, I am Mark. And you are listening uh, to Television Movie Night, a home and resource for made-for-TV movies. Uh, Mark, where where the hell have where the hell have we been? Uh, Andrew, we were both dead, uh, right. and then uh, through a bit of chicanery, we we both uh, made our way back from the underworld. Uh, we had to make a deal with uh, Hades himself that we would watch more TV movies, and he was like, "All right, get out of here." He Hades. was like, "He's like, you can either watch he can, you can either watch made for TV movies or eat pomegranate seeds. You take your pick." <laughs> really? He said, "I'm not a big pom guy. I don't, I don't It's too much work. You got to crack it open, it's, and then you're like thick. digging through everything. Yeah, it's, I'll just watch TV movies till I die." Um, and then he gave us the get out of here, you scamps. You know? So no, well, first, first, of all, first of all, he gave us the get out of here. Come here. Yeah, uh, 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 get out of here. Uh, yeah, crazy kids, you. Uh, yeah, Mark, it's been a wild several months, uh, multiple months at this point. Uh, yeah. Well, our, what what was our la- our last episode was a mom for Christmas, I think, right? Yes, it was. Uh, and that and was back in like April. <laughs> It's okay. now it's now no it's now early now. early December late November at this point. Uh, we uh, yeah we took we took some time off uh, more of a mental break than anything else, but we also had occasional work. Uh, uh, supposedly, yeah. Uh, Andrew Andrew and I were actually working on the same show. I had to go to set. Uh, Andrew had to take a long trip to his closet Zoom studio. Yes, I had to every day. Uh, climb my big fat ass out of bed and then take the arduous trip past my bathroom to the broom closet, coat, <laughs> coat closet that I had emptied out. Yeah. Put a big plastic chair in and I was like, this is it. This is so, it, folks. Home office. Yeah, so you you tell me who had it worse off. Me dodging people coughing into the, my face and talking about how we don't have to wear masks. Or Andrew, who has to go through the dread every day of being like, "Time for that long commute." Time to make the donuts. Well, the difference—the yeah. difference is—is is that you, when you leave work, you leave work. The, oh, hell yeah, the, I leave work. Yeah, to peeling out, big finger in the air. Yeah. Just uh, spitting, throwing gasoline behind you. Yeah, crash you, into my the EP's cars. But the thing is, is you're only leaving for like a doctor's appointment. You you have to come back. Like, no, I have to leave set for lunch. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they have catered food, but I don't know. I want I want Jersey Mike's. They've asked you to not leave for. You said no, Please. no, no, no. Please, no, that I, I I want it Mike's way. I want I want hot chicken. Uh, no, the, the the difference is that when you have the home office, which now this is the trend we're going towards. I I know I, I understand this is a very hot take here in December. Yeah. But when you have the home office, uh, because of all this, you're you're just you're always like, oh, I guess I'm going to I guess I should I should look at my work email. I should do this. If I get an email at th- 11 at night, I guess that means I'm on the clock. Well, we would get emails. Uh, we would get automated emails from Microsoft that have they had something some like service called Wellness 365 mm-hmm. that would basically kind of outline what your uh work like aura your your it's like essentially you know it's like one of those things where it's like it's orange you know, your aura is orange right now we need we need red you need red you need it's like, that's it's, that's what energy am I supposed to do uh you have bad vibes yeah no the uh where it's like 
you have been emailing, you emailed 29 out of 30 days over the past month. And it's like, you should, you know, here's how to set up quiet hours for your email. And it's like, man, that, that shit is all on paper. Sounds great. But it's like, if you got to send an email, you got to send an email. Well, no, also you're going to set quiet hours and then you're just going to get a text. Yes. Hey, hey, check check your email. email. (laughs) Especially since now, like, you know, Slack is now a big thing. Uh, as well and it's like oh if you got slack on your phone they don't even gotta fucking text you they just send it to this dumb thing and then you open it up and you're like oh it's a it's a gif that says you're fired (laughs) i guess i guess that's fine why did i have this fax machine set up in the closet just so that it would would print out (laughs) you're fired just over and over and over again i I don't even know who needles is yeah all right. Well, you called me a chicken. I didn't like it. As and as we all know, as, as of the know. past two hours, <laughs> if you call me a chicken, it's going to make me really crazy. Uh, but we're talking made for TV movies here, Mark. Let's. I. I enough pleasantries. The, all right. The, the folks demand it. I. I can hear them crying out all around the world. Made for TV movies. TV movie night. Your home and resource for made for TV movies, as we stated. You and I watched a made-for-TV movie. We're going to talk about it at length. It's December, which Ish. can only mean one thing. Christmas, Mark. Yes. Get me. What'd you get me? Uh, Andrew, I got you. Um, I got you the stapler Ooh. right here. Oh, it's, um, that's it's fun. Light, it's lightly used, but it's durable. What am I? I don't. I don't have. I. I mean, I'm at a virtual office here, Mark. I don't have any paper, so I don't exactly know what to staple. Well, you could print out your emails and then staple them together. Oh, well, that's fine. And then have a nice little booklet. Yeah, I don't trust the cloud. That's that is I have, smart. As I well. have files and files of all my emails here. Every time I get an email, I immediately print it out. And I'm like, well, I might need this coupon code for 15% off of printer head cartridges. Uh, a lot of them are just you thinking that you're not receiving emails. So it's an email to yourself test. that says test and then <laughs> yeah. test, test. And then you're like, print. Uh, no, Mark, uh, Christmas movies. That's what we're talking about. Uh, it's, 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 it's his the season. That's why yeah. you can't, right you can't escape it. it. Can't escape it. We did it in April. We'll do it again in December. <laughs> we might do it in January. See if I give a shit. Who the hell knows? It might be a year long thing at this point. I don't give yeah. a fuck. I'm in my bunker right now. This time around, Mark, we watched something from 1988 entitled The Christmas Wife. And we're going to talk about it at length in a segment I like to call, well, what do you know? Mark, the Christmas wife. Why yes. did why did they not call this It's a Wonderful Wife? I was, I was, obviously, it was right, it's right there. there. It's right it's there. Right there. Uh, Andrew, I'm going to guess that the writer pitched It's a Wonderful Wife. Mm-hmm. And then the executive producer was like, actually, no, too wordy. Let's go with the Christmas wife. And they're like, great, thanks. Just and then it's, you know this is shit. You shit. You know that. There's a bunch of shit. You know that. The Christmas Wife, Mark, uh, premiered on HBO Home Box Office on December twelfth, nineteen eighty-eight. Yes, it's not TV movie night. It's HBO. It's, it's HBO movie uh, movie night. Boom. Boom. Yeah. 
Uh, this star Jason Robards, a veteran, veteran class, actor, a classic what? MVP here in the annals of uh, television movie night. Yeah, uh, Jason Robards, of course, was in um, Once Upon a Time in the West. He plays mm-hmm. a son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. He was in Magnolia. He plays a son of a bitch and a dad of a bastard. Um, <laughs> he tends to play like scummy assholes. Well, not 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 how we know him. What do we know him from? Uh, the star of this the day movie? after. Oh yes, yes. Eh, he's kind of a jerk in the day after. <laughs> oh no, no, he's he's our he's our he's our, our stunning lead. Yes, yes. Um, he was the only name in that movie. Uh, but Jason Robards is in this uh, classic veteran actor, and also Julie Harris from The Haunting, and more recently, in regards to this movie, Knots Landing. Yes. Uh, Andrew, that's basically the cast. This essentially this, very this small. Plays, this plays as a two-act play, basically. It's based on a short story. I re- I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me tell you, folks, uh, the content of this movie really does. There really is only about twenty pages of prose worth of plot in this movie, mm-hmm. and then the rest, the other like ninety minutes of this movie is just kind of rehashing the same shit over and over again and brooding a lot of yeah. brooding a lot of a lot of wide angle shots of people looking out windows or walking around like wuthering heights but you know christmasy yeah this is directed by david hugh jones uh who is a bit of a journeyman i believe he was a british director early in his career had a lot of bbc credits but then later uh directed episodes of shows like medium you know, Patricia Arquette's yes. medium. She talks to dead, the dead. Fox's Keen Eddie. Oh, everybody remembers Keen Eddie. NBC. Wasn't Jeremy Niven in that? Yes, he was. ABC's yeah. Big Apple, which I actually liked. I, liked I like Big that. Apple. That's a David Mitch, Milch uh, joint. Yes, uh, starring Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. And uh, Picket Fences also has a couple episodes to his name. This uh, The teleplay is based on, uh, written by Catherine Ann Jones. I don't know if she's related to David Hugh Jones, but perhaps. No, well, her they, her name is Catherine Ann. His is David his Hugh. His is David Hugh, yeah. So that, it's different. They, they look and they spell and pronounce their names completely differently. <laughs> uh, she. The only other credit I could find her name was an episode of Touched by an Angel. And as you alluded to, this is based on a story by the author Helen Norris. Helen Norris. Norris. Yeah, she was a Southern Gothic type author, um, mostly short stories. Mark, before we jump in, what did you think, based on the box art, because I don't know if I saw a trailer for this, but based on the box art, what did you think the Christmas wife, It's a Wonderful Wife, was going to be about? Uh, Andrew, I mean, I am obviously, obviously we are um, influenced by what we've seen in the past. So like generally a blank, a Christmas blank, it's generally somebody who wasn't married before will find love on Christmas. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Jason Robards is in it. So he's old. I'm going to guess he's a widow and he's putting himself back out there. Yeah, that was my guess of what this movie was. And he and he'd be like resistant to it. And then somehow through a meet cute or happenstance. He would run into somebody and then he was right. like, what? Oh, I guess I can open my heart again. 
I can't open my heart again. And then also I was like, it's got to take place at Christmas. So I, like it was, it's one of those things where you, you read the title and you see the cast and you like immediately construct what you would make this story into. And I was like, okay, so he's at a, he's supposed to fly back to the coast to see his kids. Have his a couple of laughs. Gets, have a few laughs. His plane <laughs> can't leave the tarmac. So he's staying at a one, like a bed and breakfast and there's another woman there and they fall in love together. That's yes. like, that's what I would have written this to be. Yeah. And, and they, they, make they make toe knuckles. You know, it's... Yes. And then <laughs> it's always a diehard <laughs> one way or another. He gets locked out of the bed and bat breakfast. So he has to crawl in through the ducks. Yes. Yeah. He's like nearly he's like, come, de nearly decapitated out. by an elevator. Yeah. He's like, come out to the, come out to the, Woodshed. We'll have a few laughs. Come out to the bonfire. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the brunch, pal. And then he then he tosses it, tosses That's somebody good. out a window. <laughs> he throws Santa Claus's body out of a window. <laughs> Killed him last night. Uh, based on the box art, which I believe will be up with this episode, it's pretty apparent. Like they didn't have a set photographer. Or no, did any stills? Still it's, it's two headshots that are un like are like completely separate from the. They're movie. not looking at each other. The lighting's different. They it's... just made, they went to Jason Robard's agent and they were like, "Does he have a headshot we could have?" And he's like, <laughs> "Are you is is he like did he Do go you want your, an autograph? Did he go to your deli? Like, are you gonna hang it <laughs> on the wall?" It's like yes, it's going up to a get uh, next to a picture of Danny Aiello. Yeah, he's a big uh, big egg salad sandwich fan. Uh, yeah, it's confusing, but all right, let's talk about the Christmas wave. Let's jump in. Act one, we open up an establishing shot of a city, a very empty city, and yeah. very sad music is playing. We then pan over and we see a restaurant, push into the restaurant, and we see John Tanner, every man, John Tanner. Yeah. Jason Robards, he's eating by himself at a restaurant. He's, he's holding a book. He's, he's reading holding a book. a book and he's eating by himself. He's an old man by himself at a diner. Um, Andrew, this is not what I was doing every day of my life pre-COVID. So, <laughs> yeah, don't I, even I, ask me about it. Mark, Mark was concerned that he had somehow found a tape of himself from the future. Like, there <laughs> what, I am. What the, what the hell? I was like, oh, I'm rereading uh, the the rereading Butcher's Crossing. Cool. All right. All right. That's that's, that's fun. Oh, I guess I I guess I'm I I'm gonna like baked beans in the, uh, yeah. in the future. <laughs> All of a sudden, I like fish at, at diners. Weird, it's but fun. sure. Well, you know, you, you get older. You, you get older, change. your taste buds change. Yeah. Well, across from him is a lady, uh, you know, a lady that's by herself, and she's also reading a book. And they kind of they kind of share a look, but you know, yeah. doesn't think anything of it because the waitress comes over and she's like, "You've been here for six hours. You either you either got to pay for these beans <laughs> or you got to go." No. The manager is concerned. You you just keep ordering more beans. <laughs> it's not healthy. You got to eat something else, man. I'll pay for it. Just please. Just you can't make us uncomfortable. He's like, all right, all right. After my next bowl of beans, just all right. Eat. Give me one more bowl of beans, and then we'll see what you got. Uh, no, the waitress comes over and 
they kind of gab a little bit. He seems like he's a regular, but she's a little tentative to talk to him because she's like, well, you know, Christmas is coming up and, you know, it's important to be with family. John, Jason Robard says he's, uh, he's, you know, hoping to go up to, he's hoping to meet up with his son and his family for Christmas. And she up says, well, cabin. that's up. Yeah. It's going to have some laughs. Uh, yeah. They're going up to the cabin. And uh, she says, well, it's important to be with family around Christmas, especially after, you know, uh, this uh, year. You the know, incident. Uh, the incident, <laughs> which uh, I'm, I'm assuming she's referring to COVID. Yes. Is that, is that right? And I, no, I, know, I, was like, uh, I don't think that's correct. You don't need yeah. to be around family then. No, that's the opposite of what you want to do. Well, she doesn't care. She's just trying to get it. She's just trying. She's like, look, this guy has got about seven cans worth of beans inside him. I got to move him along. He, he he always tips whatever changes in his pocket. It's really not worth the trouble. <laughs> no, she implies that there's been some kind of tragedy within the last year of Jason Robard's life. And he's like, eh, well, you know, these things happen. Yeah. John then goes home and calls his son about Christmas. And John's son says, look, come out to the coast pops daddy (laughs) daddy padre come out to the coast i'm yeah i said last time we will have we're gonna have laughs all right (laughs) you can make as many toe knuckles as you want you you don't have to wear shoes the entire time literally when you step foot in the airport and you take them off through the metal detector you don't have to put them back on please i the kids don't need another seven foot tall uh, (laughs) teddy bear teddy bear (laughs) But I know you're going to do it anyways. So I'm just telling you, you don't have to. Argyle is waiting at the airport. He's yes. got a big thing with your name on it. It's going to be great. Um, the, the only Christmas music he has. Well, I'll tell you, it's going to make you upset, Dad. You're an older guy. <laughs> Please just we paid him. Be nice to him. And also, he is very excited to also see what we have lined up for New Year's. <laughs> Oh, I hate it. He calls his son and he says, hey, uh, you're coming out to the cabin, right? And John's son says, well, no, we have the kids and we got the fucking my this fucking wife. Uh, you, you know how she gets. You know. Dad, you know how wives are. Ooh. Ooh. Well, now ah. we can figure out what the issue is, is that John's wife has died earlier this year, about 10 months ago. Yeah. And uh, John's son is like, look, it's you or one person. You're older. Why don't you fly out to us and we can take care of the whole holiday thing. We don't have to go out to the cabin because I got all the kids and the wife. wife. <laughs> She's going to the whole thing. Uh, and uh, let's just take care of it. John she, says he's going to want to sit in first class and I'm not allowed to sit in first class. So she's just going to be up there down in champagnes while I'm taking care of the brats. And then I got to I'll have to carry her off the plane. We're going to have to land in Topeka because we're going to an air marshal is going to kick us off. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> it's happened before. It's ha- it'll, it'll happen, happen again. again. She promised me she wouldn't this time, but she's going to make a pass at somebody and it's probably going to be the co-pilot. Yeah. And, uh, and then he's going to turn her down. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be it's going to be a problem. Well, John is on, or yeah, Jason Robards is on the fence about it. He's like, uh, but uh, Christmas is at the cabin. You can't have a Christmas without the cabin. The cabin's at the Christmas. Christmas is the cabin. Why even <laughs> have a Christmas without a cabin? Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> John then talks to his poker buddies about it, uh, which. Uh, I wanted is, to see more of these guys. I was disappointed that these poker, these scumbag poker, poker buddies don't come back later in the movie. Yeah. The fellas, you know? Yeah. Also, like John, as an older male, has like a larger support, like immediate su- male, like friend support group than I have as like yes. a 36 year old man. Yeah. Like 
I don't it's know because if, you don't play poker. No, but like if I call, I like, I don't know if I could call and get like six people to show up at my house, even after like, you know, it's like as a support net after my wife died, <laughs> it'd be like, uh, I don't, tell, I don't know. <laughs> tell us it's a trivia night. Oh, and then all the questions will be about how sad you are. <laughs> Next category is about depression medication. <laughs> uh, John says, yeah, I, I want to go to the cabin, but I don't want to be alone. I don't know. I'm in a divide. Well, later on that night, after he's kicked his buddies out and sent them back to their battle axe of a wife. Uh, he cleaned them out. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're all walking out of there with barrels uh, tied to suspenders. He's is like, it, yeah. Yeah. Like, Come back anytime, losers. <laughs> yeah, they're leaving and they're like, I was, I, Winston, when did they have six aces in the deck? Yeah. And then he just looks at his money and cries. John uh, is watching sports home alone and he uh, is uh, looking through the newspaper trying to find a Marmaduke or a Wizard of Id or something. something. And uh, he finds an ad in the newspaper, however, an for an advert. And yes, an advertisement uh, in the classifieds for a, a company called Alone Again Incorporated. Which, which... sounds like uh, an assassin service. <laughs> you want to be alone again? Oh, we can make that happen. We can do that. LLC. <laughs> uh, he calls up the number and gets the answering machine then invites him to drop on by if he has further questions. John then heads down to the actual office and uh, wants to find out what's happening. Because basically, it's like, yeah, if you're alone, we'll, we'll set you up with somebody. I don't give a fuck. Maybe a robot, a dog. Like, a, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe just a mirror. Robot a, and Frank? We'll do that. Sure. A, a chatty cockatiel. Whatever you want. We'll, we'll make sure that uh, you don't die alone. Andrew, sidebar. Uh, there has, there's, a, there's a pink van uh, or a series of pink vans that are always parked in the same parts of L.A., Mm -hmm. advertising uh topless maids yes and uh there's one on uh it's always on barham and i was i've been working at warner brothers this week so i always drive by it their new service is topless haircuts Ooh. uh but then it says in bold letters men only and like i find that so confusing because i'm like so they obviously they're not actually hairstylists but like, are they just going to give me like a, like a buzz cut? And they're like, that's it. That's, that's all that it, that's not all that it is. Cause women's hair is more complicated. I'm sure. Yes. Uh, I, I'm going to guess it has to do with the, like, you know, you could charge a, a lady going to the salon could easily spend $200 on a haircut. Yeah. But wouldn't they want that? I, I guess, but like if they put a bowl on your head and then shave around <laughs> it and they're like, all right, gotta go. Gotta go. I don't, I don't know if I would, you know, a topless lady. I don't know if that would be worth two hundred dollars. <laughs> I don't know either. Well, uh, I've got great news for your Christmas present. <laughs> Anyways, I'm not going to be alone this Christmas. <laughs> I'm getting a haircut. I'm getting a haircut. <laughs> uh, he goes to this. He goes to alone again, and there's some very weird guy in a very there's a creepy dude, creepy guy in an office that's just surrounded by files. It's just a very stacked thing, and, and I'm like, he's oh, he printed out his. E emails oh that's smart he said you said oh this is so so you your so future again, self my future your future self was visiting your home at this point <laughs> uh 
Uh, yes, the alone again guy seems weird, but he's like, no, 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 we, we can make arrangements to, to you know, it's, whatever it's you want companionship. That is what we're about. Jason Robard says, all right, well, here's the deal. My wife died a couple of about 10 months ago. I would love to have a woman around my age for the or holidays. Younger, he says. Yes, he says my age or younger, preferably my age. Winks. You know, he's like, you know, how old do you think I am? 33? After you know, it's just you know, whatever. yeah, I'm in my late twenties, yeah. Uh, and he's but like, because I'll, I'll go with younger. He's like, you know, whatever, whatever, younger. whatever, whatever you got. It's the sliding scale. Uh, he says, I would love to, you know, but and he's very clear on this. He says, uh, I would love for them to stay for the weekend for Christmas, but uh, separate bedrooms. No, no sex here. No sexual no shenanigans. So he makes this. Why clear. does he? Why does he need a woman then? If he just needs. Sir? To, like, well, no, I'm just no. He doesn't. It's like Jesus Christ. No, but listen. No, listen. What? Oh my God. He needs companionship, right? He just yes. wants a. He wants a buddy to hang out with for Christmas, and obviously, it's like obviously his. He doesn't have his wife, but if yeah. he just doesn't want to be alone. And he's like, specifically, I'm. This is on the board. It is platonic. We are just friends. Then why go out of your way to be like? Uh, but it's got to be a woman. I. He's an older guy, so he has probably very specific like um, ideas of what the male female and male male dynamic is. Like he doesn't seem like the type who's going to be like, who's going to be comfortable like crying with his buddy in his backyard. Or, you know, like talking about his dead wife in his backyard. Like he needs a woman there to make him feel he needs more a com- comfortable a complete, and, and open. Complete female stranger just to sob openly too. I think so. I think he's an older dude. And that's what, like wh- how his definition of the relationship. Incredibly weird. Like, And I, how sad. It's I very, get, very sad. It is very sad. He goes in and this isn't played for like, you know, in, in a different kind of movie, this would be like a... Um, I'm trying to think like what, like a, the I heart Huckabees or a, like a being John Malkovich where it's like this very yeah. offbeat company is doing a thing or like a, a be kind rewind where it's like, yeah, we're a company and we, you know, here we're doing all these fun things. We're remaking fun, quirky moves. dudes. Yes. But no. So that's my question. And I'm, it's not even a question for me. This guy's, the not alone again, whatever. Yes. This guy's meta is prostitution. I, th- I have, yeah, I have it, no, I have I, no question in my mind that his thing is prostitution, but he probably posts different types of ads in different places. You know, it's the type of thing where someone calls and they're like, Hey, is this, um, Joe's hookers? And he's like, Yeah, we're Joe's hookers. And then another person calls, and he's like, Hey, are you? not alone again and he's like yeah we're that too because <laughs> yeah, he's, whatever. Got, he's got this catalog of women that he talks about and he's like whatever you want i can i can set that up and make it happen you want a young girl you want an old girl whatever you want so like i'm pretty sure this guy is just a pimp in a rundown office i it's maybe but like i just don't understand the point of the business to have like an office front and you have to rent all this office space to be like on the surface, say, say running a business. That's like people need human contact with one another. It's unhealthy yes. to be alone, especially in Jason Robards case where he's like, he's a widow after being married to a woman for decades. 
or whatever whatever the situation is. You want to, you want to find somebody a friend, but this is such a weird way to do it, and everybody is just very weird in this scene. I mean, is it is it so much weirder than being like, hey, phone? Who are people in my area that I can do? Well, you get to see their picture at least. Okay. And that's, yeah. And you're, and you're swiping. You're, sw- sure. you're swiping. Yeah, you're swiping. You're swiping. The guy says it'll be five hundred bucks. I'll get you. I'll, I'll get you. I'll get you. Fuck. I'll, I'll get, get you. you. I'll get you, a lady. I'll get you a lady by four o'clock. Uh, so yeah, three days, five hundred bucks. Andrew, I ran this through the um, inflation exchange. Mm-hmm. That is roughly one thousand one hundred dollars. Mark, would you pay one thousand one hundred dollars to hang out with a complete stranger for the for Christmas? Uh, Andrew, I. I mean, I mean, other than going to see your family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. Uh, Andrew, I only really enjoy hanging out with people. The reason I'm friends with my coworkers is because I'm paid to be around them. Mm-hmm. I would not pay money to hang out with someone. At all? You know, not even like, a, like let's say it was like a celebrity. It was like a... A thousand bucks, you get to hang out with like Bruce Springsteen for the weekend. I think that would be too weird. I think no, that, that really, I'd do it. Yeah, I guess yeah, yeah, okay. I, I'd do it for the story, but it would be, <laughs> it would be so weird. <laughs> but also, you're talking about a complete stranger, so it's like Andrew, you're quarantined at your place. One thousand one hundred dollars. I well, people can't see where you are. Uh, one thousand one. I'm doing physical bits on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, one thousand one hundred dollars, and a woman your age will hang out. There will be no hanky, nor will there be panky. Are you that depressed? I, I'd be happier with the thousand, to be quite honest. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Uh, yeah, if I had the thousand dollars, I could just buy all the switches I want. Yeah, I could buy a goddamn PS5. I could buy two switches, one one in the on position, one in the off position. Well, yeah, yeah. I gotta have one on the charge in oh, case the one fails. Then I can right. just jump over. Then you jump over if that's if you are literally your animal crossing at that point. Uh huh. Well, John says he'll think about it. Also, the guy says, "Let me get you a list together. You can pick a couple names, whatever. We'll figure it out. It's not it's not creepy. I want to be very clear. It's not creepy. We're not we're not creeps here. <laughs> no, 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 nobody's there's creepy. No, I'm not nothing, creepy. You don't nothing, seem creepy. Are you nothing, creepy? Nothing in the ad said that we were talking to creeps here. We're just yeah. two guys." I'm just trying to get you a rundown office building talking about selling uh, a woman's time for you over the weekend. Yes. It's fine. You're sad and you're old. It's a movie. Later back at the house, John gets a message from his son that says they don't like the idea of him spending the weekend alone at the cabin during the holidays. But then he also gets a message from the guy at the agency who says, come on down to the Regency hotel. I've got your companion. At the hotel, the agency says, uh, look, I ran the numbers and the names in my database. Uh, very extensive. And yeah. uh, I only could come up with uh, I only one. came up with one. It's short notice. You want a full weekend. And no it's Christmas. Sex. And it's Christmas. No sex. Like that just that turns cut. a lot of people off. That The computer said, are you sure? Do you want yeah. to expand that uh, search parameter? And I said, no, it said no, 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 sex. no sex, no sex. I said, okay. Uh, and it's Christmas. Uh, most people are celebrating happily with their families. <laughs> uh-huh. You are not. 
But instead, uh, he he's like, I invited you here because she's watching you right now. She wanted to make sure that you weren't a huge creep. Who would go to, she's wrong because you came to me. And if you're talking to me, you're automatically a creep. But Mark, imagine, imagine you dated this way where it's like, I called you up and I was like, Hey man, I need you to get meet me at the JW Marriott in like 30 minutes. Uh-huh. And then you came down there and I'm like, just pretend like you're talking to me, man. Just pretend like you're talking to me. <laughs> a girl. I know a girl. She's scoping you out right now. All right. Andrew, are you a cop? <laughs> Are you in trouble with the law right I'm now, like, man? Shut up, shut up, man. Shut you up. Have t- you have to tell me if you're a cop. And then and then you see like this light like on a, off a mirror, like kind of like flash yeah. across my face. And I'm like, all right, stay right here. Do That's not move. That's the go. And That's I go. and I like I just dead sprint out of the hotel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that's how you set me up with a with a coworker. Yeah, that's right. Yes, that's basically what happens here. Uh, which I also love the idea too that like she can tell he's a creep based on just how he like saunters into the a lobby of a hotel. Which again, a lot of first dates would have ended immediately had they had somebody set that up on my end, where it's like yeah. me just like I'm like Charles doing Charleston like through the doors, like ah, call it oh, off. This is weird. We're <laughs> saying. That's a no-go. That's a folks, that's a no-go. The launch has been we're we're scuttling it tonight. Uh this lady then walks up because the guy leaves. He says, She's gonna be here in a second. I am gonna go. <laughs> she walks in and it's this woman. It's uh Julia Harris, and she's playing yes. a woman named Iris. She comes up and she says, Here's the deal. No questions asked. No questions. Which again, Mark, how many how many first dates have started and ended this way for you? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's usually me. It's yeah. usually me saying no questions, and then if they start to ask like about my family or where I live, I'm like, "Where's your warrant, pig? Where's your yeah, warrant?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, going like, "Hey, can I get some uh, can I get some corn husks over here for this pig over here?" Oink, 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 oink. Also, uh, some mozzarella sticks, please. I'm actually gonna order some mozzarella sticks. Also, um, did you drive? Cause I could use a ride back. I, I, I used Lyft to get here, but I don't want to use it I twice. Wanna, I don't, I don't like it. the program. So, you know, you can... I'm afraid that same driver is going to pick me up. Cause it hasn't it's been long be enough. <laughs> he's, I think he's waiting in. I think I saw him in the bathroom. I think he's waiting. <laughs> I said a lot, a lot of things about his, na- <laughs> about his nationality as I was driving here. I didn't realize it when I was saying it. Was, it. it was embarrassing. Uh, she says, Here's the deal. I'm going to hang out with you for the weekend. I don't ask you any questions. You to ask me anything. No questions. I'm not going to tell you my last name. And also, here's where you're going to pick me up from. It's a bus station. Uh-huh. Which, again, Andrew, Mark, what it was, it was of- like watching them. It was like looking in a mirror, Mark. It's just incredible. <laughs> what did you think was happening at this point? Oh, she was going to kill this guy. This is, <laughs> this is a drifter. This, is a, this whole thing is just a long con. You pay, yeah. you pay, you pay what seven bucks for a newspaper ad. And then if you can get this guy's 500 bucks up front and then steal his identity, then murder then, him, take ooh. his car. Yeah. There's, he, he told you he's got a, he's an old dude with a cabin, you know, there's like silver in there. I, at this point, I was convinced this was going to be the ghost of his wife. Wouldn't I he know what his wife looks like? No, I, I'm under the impression that somehow like, she was like coming to him through some kind of at a certain point she would like she would change her look and it was his wife and she's oh that like, would be just, terrifying i just wanted to 
just, you know, it's time to move on. It's time to move past it. One last Christmas together. I know I died right after the holidays, but I just wanted to, that's yeah. how I had to have it set up. Cause the guy is so the guy running the business is so aloof that you're just like, uh, we're either doing a, we're doing a man in a Santa Claus suit. Yeah. We're going to see, gonna see this guy again, like as a police officer, <laughs> like wink. Yeah. Or it was going to be some kind of supernatural thing. Cause we never see or interact with anyone else. Yes, that is true. John, well, John goes to the bus station and picks up Iris and they go off to the cabin and in the car, Iris is dodgy, but does mention that she was married once, 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 uh, John is polite and friendly, uh, but also obviously sad. He keeps mentioning his dead wife. He keeps mentioning what things used to be like. Yes, but he's not like. I guess I like that he isn't at any point saying explicitly, like, I am sad. You know, like it feels real the way yeah. that he is experiencing his grief. Yes, that this is the first holiday without a major figure in his life. And of course, he's going to be thinking and talking about her. Yeah. But at no point does he say, yes, I there's a there's a gnawing emptiness inside of my heart. I was <laughs> just about to do the monster mash. <laughs> It was a that she loved it. She loved that graveyard smash. smash. So, uh, the Crypt Kicker Five was her favorite band. She would always ask me, "Whatever happened to the Transylvania <laughs> Twist?" Act two. All uh, right, two of them arrive at the cabin, and John gets in there. And first things first, he starts a fire in the fireplace. And oh no no well, no, he says. Step one, booze. booze. Step two, fire. Step three, bring this shit in. And, and then she's like, okay. And he's like, booze. and again, step one, booze. Just, just, she's like, all right, I'll have what you're having. He's like, cool, straight whiskey. Got it. Yeah, he's like a, a, a whole bottle of whiskey. All right, here we go. Oh, oh did you bring yours? <laughs> oh. oh, God. And uh, yeah, he's he, she nurses this tumbler whiskey as she kind of looks around the house. Uh, you can kind of tell in her mind that she's a bit in over her head, which regardless of whatever her intentions were, I would also be in, like, how what, this this business? I don't uh, obviously you're saying it's prostitution. Fine. It is prostitution. <laughs> but at the same time, if if Jason Robards was sort of like, I'm telling you right now, we're not going to have sex. It is not happening. This is strictly because I'm a sad old man. I'm not a weird old man. That's next year. Yeah. Next I, year, sex. This year, sad. Sad. This is more of a reflective year. Next year, it's a rebuilding year. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get the team back together. Yeah, I'm rebuilding and, my little black book. Yeah, we've got some really good. We've got some really exciting prospects coming out of the, uh, the, the, you should, the you minors. Should, you should see the talent. Yes. <laughs> Jesus like, Christ. Oh, yo, John, you're terrible. Uh but at the same time, you're just like going to like, this is almost as bad. Like, I don't know if you've ever, if you've gone to uh, like a, you know, you've been dating somebody and you go to their like family's place for Christmas the first time. Like yeah. even that you're just like, oh, I hate, I hate all this. This is the worst. <laughs> Let alone a, a total stranger. Yeah. Who's by himself. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, we're coming up on a scene that would have, if this was on Hallmark instead of HBO, I would have said, or Lifetime instead of HBO, I would have said, oh, I know exactly what we're doing here. Uh, she sets up the decorations. Yep. And she's got these, um, 
reindeer mm-hmm. that she's putting on the mantle, and uh, she does not put Rudolph at the front. She's and stacks him up on the uh, on the hearth there, and uh, John gets upset. Uh, yeah, getting upset. He's like, yeah, Rudolph. What? What? Why? What? Obviously, he's got really. He's, he's his his nose. His nose his lights nose, away. Nose, Everybody obviously. knows the story. Everybody Dash, knows the Dash, story. Dash, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Donner, Cupid, blah, 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 blitz. Like, obviously, you could just do those are interchangeable. But Rudolph, Rudolph's got to go at the front. Yeah. So if this was a lifetime, this is the part where he screams at her, and then she realizes, oh, he's gonna murder me. <laughs> he brought me up to his cabin. He paid five hundred dollars. He's gonna murder me. Oh, gotcha. I should have. These signs should have been just alarm bells a long yeah. time ago. It wasn't until the Rudolph incident. No, it's this sets up the fact that John is very specific. He he has a way. He's he's like he's very particular about how he lives his life. He's a former architect, and he it's has like a plan. He has, he has a, a plan, plan for, for everything. everything. Yes, he plans out that they're like when they're going to drink the booze, but he's not mean. <laughs> constantly. <laughs> yes, it's that is that is that's the one. If you just yeah. check the list, number one with a bullet, always going to be booze. <laughs> but she sets up the reindeer. He's not mean about it, but it's very clear that it's like this guy. If you remove the thing that he does, it's going to throw himself out of whack. And it, it speaks to the larger issue. That's like his wife has been removed from the picture. So he, yes, he didn't have a plan for that. Yes. So now which, he's, which you should always have a plan for that. Mark. You got to have a backup. You, know, you got to have a backup wife. Gotta, Everybody. D- yes. The dead wife plan is in a safe deposit box somewhere. And you just open it up. You break that little seal. Well, they're, they're like fire extinguishers. You know, you got to have another, you got to keep checking with the fire marshal and be like, is this wife good for, and they're like, you got to recharge this wife. You don't want every, this wife. You got to check them every spring and fall too. Yeah. That's <laughs> test the <their> batteries. <laughs> Uh, upstairs, Iris puts, uh, Iris puts her bag away and notes that uh, she used to be a nurse. So all we know about her right now is that she used to be married and she used to be a nurse. Right. She seems so she seems very wary still about what's going on here at dinner. Christmas Eve dinner is what it is. John talks about his wife some more, despite the fact that she died 10 months ago, but still a very important part of his life. Hasn't necessarily come to grips with it. Iris says it feels like his wife is still here. I don't know why Isn't she? that's what I was. Th- I, that's why I thought she was a ghost. Yeah. She's like, yeah, maybe she's closer than you think you expect. <laughs> Iris heads off to bed a little later into the night and uh, it's very weird. They close the door. John says good night uh, through the door. They kind of go to their separate bedrooms, but she's just kind of sitting there in the darkness. Like, holy fuck, there isn't even a TV here. What the <laughs> fuck am I going to do for the next 48 hours? It's miserable. It's now Christmas and John uh, comes downstairs. He's early uh, to uh, he's looking at a suit. He's ready to go. He's got his Christmas list ready to go. He's got a list of things they need to do to make it uh, holly and jolly and what have you. John says he likes to think ahead uh, as as well uh, because, you know, he's, he's always making plans. You got to make plans. John then. uh uh, complains about his battle axe of a daughter-in-law. <laughs> yeah. Says, uh, my son, he's a good kid, but his wife, she sucks. He's a good boy, a little slow, but his wife, th- oh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And he's, his kids, God oh, Just the ugliest oh, porkers you've ever seen. Just, oh. <laughs> I don't know if they're as dumb as they are ugly, but they are dumb and they are ugly. Iris is still dodgy, but John says... The reason that he likes her, this conversation they're having so far, is he didn't want to talk to somebody who was going to pity him. 
for being alone during the holidays. He says, you wanted alone? someone, you I'm wanted alone. someone who would be terrified of him. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm more, I'm more into lording over someone than having someone yeah. pity me. I didn't want you to pity me. I, I like that. Every time you come into a room, you look for an exit. I yeah. like that. Just a constant cowering and then submissive yeah. peeing as well. I like that. You seem to have a knife strapped to your thigh at all times. <laughs> Just ready. They then exchange gifts. John went to the for the he had the foresight to not only buy a gift for Iris, but also to buy a gift from him for himself from Iris. Yes. Which again, Mark, it's like, oh man, it's That's every, what I do. It's every single want, year. If you want what you want for Christmas, you gotta get it yourself. So I've been saying this for years. John I'm gets like, oh wow, thank you for a t-shirt. That's fun. <laughs> I got myself uh, a brand new car with a big bow on it. It is the December to remember event. <laughs> I did talk to my local Lexus dealer. <laughs> John uh, t- puts the bow tie on, and then he also gives Iris a gift, and it turns out it's a music box that plays Fur Elise. Fur Elise. John's you know this song. Yes, it's uh, it's Seen like it? a heartbreaker. <laughs> Fur Elise taker. <laughs> John's son calls and uh, John lies uh, through this. He says, oh, yeah, I'm just here by myself. Here, uh, yep, yep, by myself. Have, haven't no been one crying. else around. Haven't been crying, that's for sure. Yeah, I'll tell you <laughs> that. Uh, definitely the liquor cabinet's not empty. I haven't touched it at all, actually. Oh, I full. forgot. Yeah. Oh, there is a little booze in there. I, I don't even know where the key is. Oh, oh it's, yeah. it's fun. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but during this entire call, he's very adamant about not waking his daughter-in-law up. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, 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 I don't want to. He's like, oh please. God, don't, please don't wake no, her up. No, 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 oh, don't put God. her on. Don't Do not. Her no, it's, it's, I, I want just one second of, of, of having a good time today. Yeah. Uh, John, John bluffs his way through this thing and then he hangs up and he says, well, my son wouldn't understand if you talking about if you were here because he's always trying to give me a guilt trip about this and that. And hiring prostitutes. Hiring prostitutes, cirrhosis of the liver, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, kids, you know, your, he's, your he's on this health... looking really yellow. Uh, he's on this whole health food kick. He doesn't think whiskey is on the food pyramid. It is. <laughs> I've seen it. It's, I mean, it's, I, I can't. It's grain. What do you think grain is? It's it the says, base. It says that's right on whiskey. there. Yes. That's, that's just whiskey. It's the base of the pyramid. Uh, Iris says, <laughs> uh, uh, John and Iris then opt to go for a walk around the cabin. They say, yes, let's go for a let's walk. Go, go for a walk. Let's see if we find any holes that I pre-dug there. But maybe, maybe I did. That I don't might know. Be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we, maybe you look inside the hole. I don't know. It's you <laughs> maybe do. it's it's a deep hole. What what could be in there? It's, it's I a, know what's gonna be in there. <laughs> it's a Christmas tradition. My wife did the yes. same thing. She'd always just she'd look right in. I was like, always oh, look, look at the big six foot holes. Look in the Christmas hole. Oh, look at that. Uh, uh, they have a couple conversations about clouds or some bullshit. Iris says that <laughs> she's she, like, why do you like clouds? And he's like, they have no form. And she's like, cool. She I says, hate this. Well, she says she likes clouds because they're slow and always changing. Oh. I don't know. You like that things that are slow. Well, let me introduce you to my grandkids. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you flash a light in their eyes. They're, they're, they, they don't just, know what. It's just dead. They don't know what it's it is. Dead. 
John then goes back and says that, uh, or John, they go to a lake and John says he thought that he saw a green light across the way, constantly flashing and uh, <laughs> calling him, driving him on inevitably across that shore. <laughs> he says that he once thought he saw his wife across the shore calling to him. And uh, he said, uh, it was weird. She, she was, a, she was, she, she came in the form of a Carl's Jr. sign that <laughs> appears to be at a truck stop across I'll, the way. I'll never forget the message that she wanted to impart me with. You gotta eat. Yeah, we have the meats. Yeah. <laughs> with her dying breath. <laughs> she told me to have it my way. Yeah. Iris says that John is not like how she thought he would be. I know that I know that heaven is just a great place where you get to be with all your loved ones because her dying words were when you're here, your family. <laughs> he one single tear. Iris yeah. just Oh boy. She's boy, like, yeah, oh boy. Uh, 30, 36 hours, huh? huh okay. <laughs> hey. You know, if we leave at midnight, like that still <laughs> Te- counts. Technically, <laughs> I was here through Christmas. Yes. At Christmas dinner, they talk about the food. John apparently is a good cook because he's by himself. So he has to cook. She says, oh, if you're by yourself, you must become a good cook, which Mark, that is not, that is not true. Yeah, <laughs> I become very, very good at cooking uh, kids cuisine meals. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you You've s- never seen a chicken nugget like this. Nuclear fire that uh, little brownie in there. It's yeah. just, you could like split an atom. It's so hot. Uh, John asks Iris what she's good at that keeps her going. Cause he says, sometimes uh, in my old age, I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, what have I been doing with my life? Again, it's, it's it, do they take, the, is this based on an autobiography, Mark? Is that what <laughs> the Andrew Krukowski story? Yeah. I don't remember optioning my story, but I, yeah. I, I, I guess, but he says sometimes he wakes up in the middle of the night and he thinks to himself, what have I done? But then he's like, Oh, well, I've been an architect for years. I actually, you know, I helped build buildings that people live in and enjoy so that at least that's my contribution to yes, society. I, all those low income houses <laughs> that dot New York that have been allowed to just fall apart. That was me, baby. That's right. All that those stone slabs, you just put it up there. The insulation is just shredded newspaper. That was my idea. Yes. I said we don't need to actually have the fire uh, extinguish the fire hoses connected to anything. That was me. I, for some buildings, I just painted them on the wall. Like it's it's just no one knows. He asked Iris, well, what keeps you going? What do you, what would you say that you're good at? Which uh, kudos to John for saying, saying confidently that he knows that he's good at something which yeah uh, well uh, that's the one part that is embellished from our yeah story. that that was that was that was creative liberties yeah because it's just sitting there staring forward silently for several hours didn't necessarily <laughs> translate to the page iris says that she it is works good. in a short story it doesn't work <laughs> it doesn't work on the screen i'm sorry iris says that she's good at loyalty she's loyal well, that doesn't count yeah, she's like, yeah, oh, that sucks. It's like going to a job interview and being like, oh, I, I give too much. Yeah, yeah. Like, bullshit. I care about my work too much. I don't buy that for a second. After dinner, John and Iris do a little, do some skits. Apparently, John's father uh, during Christmas they used to do like little skits and sketches and stuff for each other's enjoyments. Which miserable. We uh, imagine. Oh my god! Imagine if you went to somebody's house 
for the holidays and then they trotted this this little thing out you're just like oh my that would be that would be the worst andrew andrew i have (laughs) i have some family friends from when i was younger uh and there this family was like the norman rockwell ideal family Mm -hmm. and i would just be so uncomfortable every time i was around them because they would do stuff like this especially during like holidays and birthdays they'd be like all right everybody my gift for my my gift for my dad is this poem that i wrote and i'd always be like i i have to leave i can't be here (laughs) this is uncomfortable but they were so happy like i'm always like I'm always like they were right. Like I'm, I'm the dumb, I'm the dumb asshole. But like, I don't, I don't know which I one I would rather have. Would you? Would that's the thing? Would you rather have the cynicism of being like, oh, I can't take this seriously, or would you rather just have the wholesale? Uh, uh, I, not necessarily. I'd rather be, but like, uh, you know, just being able to be so open with your family that they would appreciate you reading them a poem. Yes, and like I literally would, enjoy it. I would rather be happy. <laughs> but like i don't have a choice in the matter and i don't think i ever did yeah it's uh, <laughs> just I, I it would be it would make me incredibly uncomfortable if you had to do a talent show after each christmas like i yeah i would just be like i don't i don't have i'm not doing this this is this is the thing i'm not doing john however plays a little uh, uh he sings a song and a little guitar that he's got it uh, and well, like mandolin or a ukulele or something. Yeah, you know, he's, he's it's fun. It's he's not fun. bad. Iris then is coaxed into doing a reading and she does uh she recites a, a passage. She recites a passage from Dorothy Parker. Yes. Tragically, she does not give my favorite Dorothy Parker quote, um, which is her agent asked her why she was late doing some sort of like assignment and the telegram that she sent back was, I'm too fucking busy and I'm too busy fucking. <laughs> and if that had been her response. And then Jason Robards just stares and then we don't cut for like a minute and a half. That would have been that would have been the movie for me. That would have taken it over the top. Uh, she does a reading from Dorothy Parker, but at the end of it, she gets emotional and she says, uh, she tells John, I'm a fraud. I'm uh, a fraud. And you're like, that's my line. That's, you know. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, we had new pages of these marigolds. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm still on blue. I'm still on blue. over No, here. we're on violets now. Oh God. But she says, I'm a fraud. This has been a nice weekend, but I'm a fraud. And Jason's like, I, I don't understand what you're getting at. We've, I thought we were having a good time. I played my dumb little song. I, you got a goddamn music box. All yeah. right. What's, what's not to like here? You are a fraud. You don't know where uh, Rudolph goes. I'm <laughs> guessing you're a commie. She, uh, Iris, however, pushes John to say, uh, she says, look, here's the deal. It's been, it has been fun, but I need you need to move beyond your wife. Obviously, you're still <laughs> hung up about about it. Okay. It's been it's been ten months. I don't she's think I imp- paid you for this, but she's sure. an important part of your life. But uh, uh, you know, you gotta move beyond it. You gotta you gotta you gotta move beyond it. However, Iris also is uh, pretty worried about actually liking John uh, as well. Yeah, she says I didn't think I'd like you. And he says, this "Well, it's hard for me." Okay, 
to see yeah how many if i had a, if i had a dollar for every time i hear that <laughs> uh well i've never had it i've never had a dollar where no one's ever said i didn't think i'd like you it's only, <laughs> i knew i wouldn't like you and i was correct so pay up however they hug it's a very chaste and, and friendly it's, hug. yes he says he's he says all right well don't don't worry about it let's they're there they're there they're they're there they're there. Act three. It's the middle of the night. And John wakes up and hears Iris's music box playing and finds her awake in the living room. Yeah. He leads her by the hand upstairs to bed. They give each other some looks, but they go brown back. Chicken, brown cow. They go back to their own separate bedrooms. Oh. Yeah. And no, they uh, forever think about what might have been. It did not come yeah. upon a midnight clear that night. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. All right. All right. We're having fun. We're having fun. We're having fun. In the morning. There did not arise a clatter. (laughs) Something arose. Um, (laughs) Cut cut all this. Uh, Yeah, get rid of this. This, We can't. This is a Christmas show. (laughs) It's now the morning. It's December 26th. Christmas is over. And it's time to fucking go. Yeah, she's packed. She's ready. She's like, I made breakfast. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, 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 go. <laughs> John, John's like, well, you know, you got all your bags packed, but you know, we can, we, you know, we, we had fun. We should meet yeah. future meetups. We should, you know, give it, give me your number. Let's, let's do this. Let's exchange Facebook profiles. Give me your phone. Give yeah. Me your phone. Give me your phone. Are you I'm on LinkedIn? Gonna, I'm gonna put my name. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, don't do that. He's like, well, you know, I can give you some recommendations, but yeah. you know, let's just, just give me your phone. Iris breaks. Iris says, "No, no, no. You don't understand. This is a one-time exchange. That's it. You paid your. You paid your five hundred bucks. You got company for the weekend, and the weekend is over. Yeah, right? it's time to go." John says, "That's not good enough. We obviously had a connection here. Whether that leads to something sexual, I think that's what John's implying here. But maybe he's like, oh, but you're also a friend. I don't know. Yeah, we can we can see what happens." I'm ready. John is saying, I'm ready to move on. You're, you told me to move on. I think I'm ready. I would like to try with you. She explains, look, this isn't what you thought. Yeah, man. I, I, have, I, I have a letter opener in my hand. All right. Yes. I've been waiting. I was supposed to do this yesterday and I got too, I got too scared. I, the, the turkey was good. The turkey was too good. <laughs> I kept eating it. Um, got sleepy, went to bed. She, she explains that she is married. That's why the secrecy. Oh, but he says, but to right. whom are you married? She, and she says the pimp. Oh, obviously. Oh, no. please do not spoil the stunning twist of the Christmas wife. Christmas wife. That's right. It turns out that Iris is the wife of the guy who owns Alone Again. And apparently they were so hard up for people to come and spend time with Jason Robards, especially since he was now on the hook for 500 goddamn dollars, which would go a long way in their lives. Yes. He put her up to going and hanging out with Jason Robards. Right. Andrew, I immediately had to like roll a deck of my mind of fiction to be like, haven't I seen this before somewhere? Mm-hmm. And it just ha- just so happens that the prostitute is, the hooker with the heart of gold is married to the prostitute. That is just a trope mm. in all of fiction since the beginning of time. So, and then she yeah. said, since she said, do you work on commission? 
and then and then he he holds the the mute the jewelry yeah. box and then he snaps it she goes ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh it's good it's good um jason alexander yeah. shows up and he's like a rapist it's oh it's it's a very upsetting he's like angry at her it's a very upsetting movie apparently a pretty woman we're talking about uh much like um heat uh in the script, she is doing cocaine throughout that movie. <laughs> so they cut that because they were like, we don't want it to be sad. We want it to be, you know, fun, whimsical hookers. Yeah. Not like sad, realistic hookers. So all of her like bubbly charm and stuff. Is it's all just coke, baby. She's on coke. I should do coke. Man. I should try it. I would love to go to a polo match. Just absolutely just just, lo- just, just gack to the gills. Just, you wouldn't be the only one, man. Just, you wouldn't be the only one. Just toot it up. Oh, yeah. my God. I need a bump. You, you got a bump, man? Um, just get through it, you know. I, I, see my, I see my name on the big board every six months. Six months, a new hooker. Um, a new Christmas wife. So, yeah, Jason Robards is angry and he's like, how could your husband send you out here? And she's like, well, if you really think about it, like we needed the money. I wasn't going to have sex with you. It's kind of a good deal. It's weird, but I guess it's a good deal. Jason Robards gets upset. And Mark, do you feel like you would get upset at the same way where it's like uh, Robards is upset because he's like, how could your husband just leave you? I came in off the street. I could have been a killer. I'm a creep. Well, that's the other thing too. Like, do you, would you also get upset that like she assumed that you weren't going to do anything bad uh, where it's like, well, maybe I, maybe I would have, well, how dare you assume that I'm not some kind of sex pervert? I mean, given in my experience, you know, the woman pointing at my dick and my crotch and being like, you're not going to do anything with that. You got nothing there. You got nothing. You, 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 come on, take your pants off. Do something. Do something. I bet you won't. Yeah, that's right. That would upset me. But a woman being, but I wouldn't be like, I might be a murderer because. Well, the implication, the implication is that Iris is like, you're, you're kind of a, like, you're a pussy. Yeah, you're, like, you're, you're a pussy. You're a pussy. I could take you. I could, yeah, it would be great yeah. if she. I'd love to see you try, old man. <laughs> it would be great if Jason Robards got angry and was like, what would what would you do if I if I approach you and she just punches him in the nose and he like is out like a light? She's, and then when he wakes up, she's like, that is what I would do. Palm strike to his nose, just pushes yeah, his orbital him. socket straight up into his brain. John, uh, here's the deal, however, though. Iris points this out. John and a Earth- happy new year, bitch. <laughs> it's been revoked. Uh, <laughs> John is like she's like oh, look we'll pay you back your money i didn't mean to get you to get in this deep john said no 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 no. here's the deal no, no. i got paid your money you got your fucking money he like throws a couple more dollars on the ground yeah. but realizes that there's a 20 in there and then picks like, that oh, back wait up a actually, oh, no, that's that on. one's mine that's no, all we're gonna mine. take a toll road back so actually i need <laughs> i need these john said he paid for company over the over christmas and he got company over christmas so that's that's it's all fine and dandy but iris says well why did you do this if if this was you know it's like even if you didn't mean to come all this way and we we you know it's obviously i i i explained why i did it yeah we needed the money you need she why did you do the film chico needed the money money. it's all about it's something about m m like a money money 
Iris thinks that maybe John was trying to prove to himself that he that his life isn't over yet. Because honestly, he could have just spent this weekend alone in the home. cabin. He could have gone to his son and listened to his fucking daughter-in-law complain <laughs> about the fact that like the, she's, you know, the, the, the TV isn't working right. I, she, I don't know what she's complaining about, yeah. but she, you know, it's she always, it always doesn't, it doesn't work. It right. doesn't work right. It doesn't look right. She's always saying that it doesn't look yeah. right. What does she mean? I don't know, but she goes on about two hours of this every single day, every day. Uh, maybe he was trying to prove to himself that his life is not over and he's ready to get back at it. Yeah. Well, they have a very quiet car. <laughs> they get in the car and they go back to the bus station, which I imagine is the, the most silent. It's, it, it's that is literally yeah. the definition of, huh? Wait, lost, lost clinic. clinic. Yeah, no, I, you know, that for that whole drive back, like, he he's like you want to listen to the radio and she's like no and then you just hear do 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 yeah <laughs> turn signal yeah back at the bus station john puts iris on the bus he watches her leave and says, she- get out of here he says, get your no good yellow carcass out from my bus yeah. station. He puts her on the bus. They watch each other leave. She reaches into her purse and puts her wedding ring back on. But <gasps> she both, they, they both have a bit of a pensive look at each other. Yeah. However, this is where I thought the bus was going to stop. And she gets off. She's going to get off. And she's like, um, maybe so, I can. Maybe my life is also starting today. Something so you, to that effect. Do you want to? So, um, we're not really, we don't do checks. Um, <laughs> not a real we, credit card. Also is not a really a thing either. I don't not, have not, that. Uh, I don't have yeah, that swipe I mean, machine. If, if you want to do a money order, we can, but really the best thing is, you know, just give me five, $100 bills. It'll That's have to be a cashier's check more than anything else. And you're, no. I'm going to have to go to the bank with you, but it's Sunday. So, so, and again, you'll have to pay me for today and tomorrow. Yeah. It's uh, I'm like a you U-Haul know, you truck. Just, just want to go to an ATM and like, we'll just, we'll just take care of this right now. At However, that doesn't happen. They go off their no. separate ways back at the restaurant from the beginning of the movie. However, John uh, uh, sees the lady again with the book and asks the waitress to find out what the lady across the way is reading. Andrew, do you think waitresses love this being asked to be like a wingman for for customers? Is some, this why they I get bet, into this I bet some do. I bet some do. And I bet some are like no i won't do that i here's your iced tea yeah don't talk to me again until that money is on the check (laughs) so he says go ask her what she's reading so she goes over and she's like hey that old dude who just ate like seven things of beans uh he asked (laughs) he he brought it he brought his own cans of beans to be clear (laughs) he asked if we serve them dry (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't know what that means. But... You just want a bag of dry beans? He's like, <laughs> yeah, bring them, bring them to me. <laughs> like a horse or something. Uh, but yeah, he wants to know what you're reading. Um, she, so she comes back. The waitress comes back over. We, we don't hear this conversation. We see it and it's, it's quiet. Uh, no. She comes back over and she says she'll trade books with you. I would never and... do this. But they share a look because she's because you look over and it's like uh, 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 Dianetics it's secret. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, it's di- it's Dianetics. And yes. you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, 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 
Da Vinci Code. You're like, I already have four copies of that. Uh, Andrew, I was at work and uh, a friend of the show, Mark Roden, was talking to, uh, we have these, was talking to a coworker uh, and he was like, oh, this is my, this is my buddy, Mark. And he was like, this, I forget what the young woman's name was, but he was like, uh, and I, I saw that she had a book and I was like, oh, what are you reading? And she was like, oh, it's this collection of Stephen King. And Rodin was like, oof, because he knew what I was about to do. And I was like, oh, so you're dumb. You're dumb and you read dumb stuff. Aww. And then I walked away and I was like, man, I'm an asshole. I just, just, why did I do that? What, why, 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 why you gotta, why you gotta be so mean? I, it's only, it's only Stephen King fans that I'm like, oh, you're an idiot. What yeah, if she was it. reading, what if she was reading Quicksilver Highway? I mean, that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, she, oh, if she had like a, like a leather bound copy of the teleplay and she was like, I paid so much money for this. No, it's the novelization of Quicksilver Highway. <laughs> it's not even, yeah, it's, uh, it's like, not uh, even, uh, what was it? It was Chattering Teeth from Skeleton Crew. Yes. And then and the, the it, was like, it was like a Clive Barker story. Yeah. <laughs> it was a Clive Owen story, actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> Well, they share a look with each other, and that's the end of uh, The Wife Before Christmas. Yeah. Was The Wife Before Christmas. Andrew, what did you think of this movie? I was I was surprised at how sad it was, to be quite honest. I was expecting a fun Christmas romp about... Jason Robards finding a second life with a new wife or potentially a new wife or a new girlfriend later in his life. Uh, Christmas is an important time for me and I completely relate to the idea of spending it alone. Uh, <laughs> you completely relate to the idea of spending it alone? Well, my I didn't, my wife hasn't died for sure, but yeah. uh, it like... But she's... As soon as, as soon as she signs that insurance paperwork... Do, do I have a big family filled Christmas anymore? Not really. So uh, it's it's I I do actually understand where Jason Robards is coming from with this and the idea of just spending it alone, which probably is not going to happen this year, but it definitely is going to get restricted a lot. Like yeah. the the idea of being alone for the holidays hangs heavy over a COVID filled year. Yeah. So I get where he's coming from, but at the same time, I was like, oh my. God, there's not going to be, no one's going to be singing. No one ends up happy at the end of this. Nobody, nobody's going to be singing Jingle Bell Rock. There's not going to (laughs) be, this is not, this is not Meet the Santas. This is not uh, the single Santa seeks Mrs. Claus. This is a sad old man trying to come to grips with that. And then like the reality of like this woman who's doesn't want to be unfaithful to her husband but is put in this precarious situation where it's like here's this very nice sad man that she's like my actual husband pimped me out for this gig yeah whereas you're a nice guy and my husband probably didn't care probably wouldn't care if i had sex with you probably not as long as that 500 dollars ends up in our pockets who gives a shit right yeah and maybe it leads to 500 more dollars down the line uh so I, it was a curveball that I wasn't necessarily expecting. Is it a hot, like, would I recommend this to watch over the holidays? No. <laughs> I mean, no, but also like we talk about the artwork, the like 
box art. Like, can you imagine somebody buying this VHS and being like, oh, yeah, I want to pop that in and check out this sad people being sad movie? Because well, it is it is equal parts sad and boring was my well, experience. Yes, it feels like a one act play. It feels like you said it was a short story. It feels yeah. very like. You know, if you were sitting in a theater, you'd be like, oh, wow, I feel I, I definitely those feel actors for, really did it. Yeah, I feel for Jason Robards. But at the same time, uh, not to say that Christmases can't be sad, but usually when it be sad when it comes to made for TV movies about Christmas, I feel like there's like a mold that I, there's this, expectations. This does not. This does not fit, especially when you see a title like "The Christmas Wife." You're like, "It's we're getting a grandpa for Christmas." Yes. Okay. We're getting a He's, wife for Christmas. Yeah. The setup is fine. The setup is standard. Like, wife's dead. Kids are not as interested. So he's gonna try to get back on that horse. It's gonna be wacky and zany. He's gonna realize he can't have his wife back. But he can, that doesn't mean he can't have something new and fresh. Yes, he can. Like that is, that is the structure that you would expect there to be. And you want it to end with a smooch. Not with this guy eating beans alone. And then this woman like, look, I'll give you my copy of The Fountainhead if you just leave me alone. (laughs) Oh, oh, is it it about a park, like a park, like a public park? Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it ending it ends on an uplifting note, much like a hopeful note. Well, yeah, yeah much like the day after, uh, supposedly <laughs> a hopeful note. Yeah, he he finds an apple and he cries in a stranger's arms. But it's we can see that humanity is not completely uh, demolished of of supporting one another. Yeah, that's supposedly that's the idea. You talk I to think... Nick, Nicholas Myers though, it's like, no man, fuck it's shit's no, fucked. No. Shit, shit's fucked, man. That's the last apple, man. All right. Now, let me tell you about my next project. Uh what con <laughs> what would you uh would you change anything about this movie? What I mean, here are your options. Either accept that it's a one act, make it into a a quick 20 minute thing that is part of an anthology of sad Christmas stories Mm -hmm. or do what we, I mean, like, yeah. How much are you willing to change? Like I, you could present up front that she's, or he could find out at the midpoint that she's the uh, pimp's wife. And then the last act of the movie is them both coming to terms with the lives that they're living And I like what you said, where she gets on the bus and then she gets off and she's like, you know what, I want to try something different. Or maybe my life is beginning to like, I I think that works. But like the last thing you find out in this movie is that she's the pimp's wife. And that's like sad in a new way that you don't expect. There's no resolution to it either. She's just like, yeah, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. So like, I feel bad for her character because Jason Robards gets to go on and read a brand new copy of uh, the new international version study Bible. But <laughs> what about this other woman? What, what about this other, the one other character that we got to know, like what's her story? What do well, we, what did she, she get? It's like, she nothing. said loyalty was her issue. Like that's to a fault. She's too loyal. I, I guess she's the most pitiable one. We thought we were supposed to pity Jason Robards, but really, I guess it could be worse. 
<laughs> you could always be married to a pimp. Well, it's like Robards is not married and lonely, but she's married and just and, as lonely. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, would I recommend it? Not necessarily uh, for Christmas time. I, I, it's an interesting piece, but I don't know if I was, I, I feel like a lot could get trimmed out of it. Yeah. Just fucking around in the woods for 20. Talking about clouds and shit. Yeah. Like, why doesn't he mention that he hates sand? Yeah. I mean, it it gets everywhere. Everywhere. Well, uh, that's going to put a bow on the Christmas wife. But what do we have for next time, Mark? Well, we have a little, uh, a little ditty that goes like this. Let's let's have a listen. Let's have a listen. This is from uh, 1990, I believe, uh, on NBC entitled UFO Cafe, or sometimes referred to as Guess Who's Coming for Christmas. Where are you from, anyway? Corapeak. Corapeak? Corapeak, Corapeak. Are you from out of state? Not exactly, George. I'm from another planet. Planet? Hmm. Hmm. Welcome to Grover's Mill. Thank you. (laughs) Simon, let me me just get this straight here. You build shopping malls on on the planet Cora Peak? No, I live on Cora Peak. I work on Zabar. Zabar? Zabar. Zabar. I'm assuming that's another plan. It is. In other words, you uh, commute. Exactly. Wow. That's right. Wow. Richard, the- Richard Mulligan. Empty nests. Richard Mulligan. <laughs> Richard Mulligan plays a UFO or something. I don't know. <laughs> He's got like a UFO cafe. Isn't that already a movie? Like a UFO cafe? I think No, that... that was the that was the overpriced place at the at LAX. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was yes. like a it was like a 50s alien themed thing. It was cool. But it I think was I'm, I think I'm thinking of the Atomic Cafe is what I'm thinking of. Oh, I'm thinking of Atomic Blonde. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of Sucker Punch. <laughs> you will not. You, what was the tagline? I was like, <sighs> you won't see it gross. coming. Or... Yeah, it was something gross. Yeah, something terrible. Well, that's for next time. We're watching Guess Who's Coming for Dinner starring Empty Nest Richard Mulligan. Oh, Tune Andrew, in. can we watch the Snyder Cut? Does that count? <laughs> Is that a Christmas movie? No, but I mean, it's going like, to be It's airing like on HBO. Four hours. It's like four yeah. hours. Yeah, we're watching the Snyder Cut, no, baby. I'm, I don't agree. That is not, I don't agree to this. Uh, if you would like to listen to past episodes, you can always do that by going to soundcloud.com forward slash TV movie night podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TV movie night. You can email us at TV movie night podcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us on itunes leave a review there it would definitely help us out a christmas present of sorts if you will or you can follow us on stitcher 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 which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone all that information and more soundcloud.com forward slash tv movie night podcast mark is there anything else uh andrew i uh i'm glad that we're back together i'm glad that we're we're bringing back this tradition Mm -hmm. um I, uh, I'm just gonna 
read through some ads now oh, and no. see if I can find. Let's see here. Oh, uh, a podcast buddy for for the holidays. Oh, oh no! Only one thousand one hundred dollars. That's right. Podcast with a buddy. It's curious oh. that it's curious that the address is also my home address. And yeah, had. I don't know what this is all about. Um, sex not required, but and then it just says but. <laughs> I have some interesting, interesting, interesting trades considered. 